0: Why is there no buzz around Tennessee spring football right now? Seems a little weird, right? Football dominates this market. Why is there not a whole lot of buzz and juice around Tennessee football? We'll discuss plus check in with recruiting and a couple other miscellaneous things at the end of the show. This is your Wednesday Locked on Balls. You are locked on balls. Your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everybody! How are you doing? Welcome into a Wednesday show. I'm your host Eric Kane, and this is Locked On Balls every single weekday morning when you wake up on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host Eric Kane. I do radio in Knoxville. I write for the rival site, and I appreciate you for making Locked On Balls your first listen each and every day. Uh, We missed Ward Wednesday last week. We're going to miss him today, here today. Again, the the schedules are pretty conflicting right now with spring football. We will get Josh Ward back on, no worries, maybe even later this week, but uh, for sure he'll be back on routinely on Wednesdays coming up. But uh, Today, like I said, we're going to talk a little spring ball and the lack of buzz that's been generated for spring football this year. We'll check in on some recruiting. A lot of you guys have been wondering about recruiting with the latest Tennessee football commit, so we'll kind of have a State of the Union for recruiting for Tennessee football, and then we'll hit on a couple other things here to end the show Uh, but you know why is that why do you think that tennessee football spring practice isn't generating a whole lot of buzz right now Uh, you know it's 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 a valid question i understand we're in the off season i understand tennessee doesn't kick off its season for what you know five six more months i get all that but you guys know that when you follow the university of tennessee nothing moves the needle like tennessee football Point blank. You can be in the offseason, you can have a great basketball season, but as soon as Tennessee football spring practice starts, it's you know, how, how the boys looking, how how them boys looking out there. And that's fine. I just don't get that sense so far this year. I think it's been a little bit different, and, and that's okay, and I'll tell you why. First and foremost, the number one reason, and this is kind of crazy to me, uh, because again, doesn't move the needle in this market typically – But Tennessee has a number one ranked baseball team in the country. And Tennessee baseball is good. At the time of this recording, I've got two computer screens. I'm staring at right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing where I'm looking at. There's a there's a webcam above one of the monitors, and on my left monitor, I've got Tennessee playing Tennessee Tech right now. I uh, was unable to go to that game at Smoky Stadium, but at the time of this recording, in the bottom of the third, Tennessee's leading two to nothing with a runner threatening and an scoring position at second base. <laughs> you know, one out in the bottom of the third. Luke Lipsius is at the plate. So. I'm dialed in on Tennessee baseball. Of course, I cover Tennessee baseball. I do my part for ballquest.com I host uh, the Diamond Balls podcast twice a week with Ben McKee, so I'm locked in on baseball. But maybe you haven't been, and maybe you are now because you're going to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. You're trying to catch a weekend game, either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday because this team is so good. And from a national perspective... You've got guys from all over the country that write for various different polls and, and blogs and cover Tennessee baseball to some extent that are dialed in on Tennessee baseball and they have never ever been in their lives. So I think because Tennessee baseball is so good right now, just so good. I mean, it's not that you're, it's not that just that you're ranked number one. It's not just that you're leading the SEC East or the SEC. It's that you're number one across the board on all the 14 different polls. And the way you're winning, it's an exciting brand of baseball, and it's fun. And so, much like Tennessee basketball, kind of endured its fan uh, endured itself to the fan base. You know, with Grant and Admiral Lamonte and Jordan Bowden and Kyle Alexander and Fulkerson even you know a couple of years ago. I feel like that's what Tennessee baseball is doing right now. And you're able to see behind the curtain, you're able to see some of these players in these interviews that are fun. Ben McKee does an awesome job uh, with his extra innings podcast, uh, mini podcast when he catches up with a player. Um, it's been every Monday at fallquest.com. You guys should check that out. So I do think one big reason is because Tennessee baseball is so good. Also, here's another reason why I believe there's just not a whole lot of buzz around Tennessee football right now, Tennessee spring football. And again, Everybody's on board with Tennessee football. Everybody likes Josh Heupel for the most part. Everybody would agree that this past fall was a good start for Josh Heupel. I'm not saying that that, that, that's not the conversation right now. The conversation is why, for the most part, are fans not clinging to every word coming out of Tennessee football spring practice like in normal years. I'll tell you another reason, and I think this is bigger than the baseball thing, to be completely honest with you. For the first time in God knows how long, since Josh Dobbs was here on campus, we've had questions about who Tennessee's starting quarterback is going to be entering the new fall season. Barring injury, Hinton Hooker's your quarterback, and that's not changing. And so that is one big storyline evaporated from spring practice. The second one, everybody was wondering about Josh Heupel last year. What's this offense look like? What's Josh Heupel like? How does he run his practices? How are the players liking Josh Heupel? How's how's the chemistry going? How's the locker room? We we know that it's good. You know we know that these players love playing for Josh Heupel. So that storyline is evaporated. Those were two huge storylines at this point in time last year that are just not here right now. Okay. Um, Hinton Hooker's your quarterback. I remember going to spring practice and, and again, you guys have heard me say this and if you hear me on the radio, I mean, I'm always up front. I'm not acting like I'm there watching practice all day, every day. That's not allowed. It used to be allowed. Man, would I have uh, enjoyed covering a Tennessee football team or any football team where I could stay for the entire practice five days a week or however many days they let you in. But that's just not the case anymore. What we get is three periods. We walk in. We see the tail end of stretching. We watch them do uh, tackling circuits, ball security drills on offense. Then we watch them go outside. They get into individual periods where the defense is primarily doing the same thing every single day <laughs> to where the defensive line's on the bags. Uh, the linebackers are under the cage, working on stance and steps. The DBs are kind of walking through some coverages and kind of doing some ball drills. Uh, the offensive line is on the on the uh, blocking sled or pairing off into left side, right side, working off in tandems. Uh, the tight ends are off by themselves usually, or the tight ends are joining receivers and quarterbacks. Uh, as they throw routes on air. That's what we see every single day. Typically, it's the same thing. They're doing the same things that we get to see. But you get to take role and see who's there, who's not. We get to see who's throwing the football well that day. We get to see how the coaches are coaching up certain players That they pull anybody aside, give them extra extra, uh, talking twos, extra pointers, all that type of stuff. So there is benefit. I'm not trying to say that what they give us right now is crap. They could always give us more, don't get me wrong. But there are benefits from what we get to do and see. But I think... You know, primarily, it's it's the lack of access that I think also t- for the viewing periods uh, compared to in in recent years, a couple of years ago, that's nothing new right now, and that's nothing that Josh High. I mean, you go to Florida, South Carolina, Ole Miss, anybody anywhere else in the SEC, it's the same way. So it's not a Josh Heupel thing. I wish we could see more practice, but that's a bigger issue. But I, what I was gonna say is, I remember going last year whenever Josh Heupel was here, brand new. Whenever Hinton Hooker was here, brought in by Jeremy Pruitt, now a holdover. Uh, whenever Harrison Bailey was here, whenever Brian Maurer was here. And the thought was or the questions were every single day, how the quarterbacks, how they throwing, who looked the best, who threw the best ball, who threw the tide spiral, who threw it the furthest, any interceptions, how are the quarterbacks looking? How's Harrison Bailey? How's Harrison Bailey? How's Harrison Bailey? Those were the questions we got every single day. And none of that's there this week. None of that's there this spring. So long story short, this team's got some work to do. This team has holes. Wide receiver. You need to find two of them. Left tackle, got to find the left tackle. Defense, secondary, what are you going to do at cornerback? Defense, secondary, are you going to stick with the two same guys at uh, at safeties? Who's going to be your star guy? Who's going to play the other linebacker spot? Depth. I mean, there, there's questions all over the place, and we talk about it all the time. But the two big things, how's Josh Heupel looking to practice Tennessee's new head coach? He's no longer Tennessee's new head coach. And who's the quarterback? How are the quarterbacks looking we know Hendon Hooker's the quarterback, so really the questions this go around has been: How's Stephen Jackson looking? I know, you know, is he is he throwing the ball well? What's he learning from Hendon Hooker? And that's fine, but for the most part, there's not been a whole lot of buzz this spring football practice. And I appreciate you guys for reading my practice observations, tuning in, tuning into my practice reports, hearing me on the radio, and hearing me on this podcast. Um, and I know that there's still a lot of people that take in that stuff. Don't get me wrong, but when you compare it to years past, it's kind of wild. There's not been a whole lot of buzz like normal for Tennessee spring football, and that's okay. I think the coaching staff is fine with that, and that doesn't mean you're not a Tennessee fan. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to say. It just is – There's there's not huge storylines, the lack of access in terms of practice viewing. We get to talk to a ton of players, and that's awesome. But also, I think that there's so much to do right now, Masters Weekend, And we're just coming off Masters weekend. At the start of spring practice, it was the NCAA tournament and the SEC tournament. And, of course, your number one team in the country by a large margin, the Tennessee baseball volunteers. I think all those are contributing factors. So, again, it was just a fun conversation to have and kind of poke around too. And and maybe you guys have some other things right now, and you can add to it. You know the DMs are open at underscore caner. But just something interesting that I learned and that I was uh, uh, kind of viewing uh, during this whole thing and um, I just thought we'd talk about it. So uh, that's what we got here. And uh, for spring practice, of course, spring practice will end later this week, and we will have to see exactly what Josh Heupel says Thursday about the final scrimmage of the spring. All right, we'll come back. We'll give a State of the Union address in terms of all recruiting when we come back. But first, Bill Bar, uh, it's the time of the year where pretty much maybe you've given up on the, your New Year's resolutions, but you don't necessarily need to because swimsuit season it's it's arrived. Not for the most part, because who knows, it could be 30 degrees tomorrow, but swimsuit swim season's here. I mean, I'm going to uh, Tabby Island here in about a month, actually a month from the day of this recording, and I'm going to be back at Longboat Key at the end of May. I've got another beach trip coming up in July, so I'm looking forward to getting out on the water. And I'm eating those belt Bars because they are so tasty, 100% covered in chocolates, They are a better alternative to you than obviously a candy bar that's stuffed with about 240 calories. Built Bars are 17 grams of protein infused with protein and also just 130 calories, just 4 net carbs, just uh, 4 grams of sugar. They've got tons and tons of selection just for you as well. You've got the you know mint brownie, coconut almond, uh, you know berry, coconut, mint brownie, all that type of stuff. I know I just repeated myself. I don't have my talking points in front of me, but any selection, any type of uh, flavor you can think of, chances are they've built, they've uh, they've created it over there at built.com. So right now, once you go to built.com, use that promo code lock15. and You're going to get 15% off your order. Use promo code lock15 for 15% off. That is at built.com. available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, welcome back in here to your Wednesday edition of Locked On Balls. I'm Mary Kane. Thanks so much for making Locked On Vols your first listen each and every day. Now, time for a big announcement real quick. Starting Thursday, April 28th, go ahead and tune in to the Lock On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft. All three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know about your team and who they'll take, catch Odyssey and Locked On, NFL's mock draft special hosted. That's by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show all week leading into the first pick. Where can you find it? Locked on NFL Draft Live. That's on the Locked on NFL YouTube page. And Odyssey NFL Mock Draft. That is on Odyssey and Locked on NFL Draft podcast feeds. When are they? Well, it's April 28th through at 7 o'clock through April 29th at 6.30. And uh, the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft, it's April 18th, 22nd and the 25th. All right, that was a whole lot at you. But pretty much what I'm trying to say is, Check out the locked on the NFL draft. Check out the Odyssey NFL mock draft as we head on closer to the NFL draft later this month. All right, so it just dawned on me. I looked over at so I I told you in the last second I got two two monitors in front of me. My laptop, which I stream via restream. Uh, these episodes. Uh, it's it's over here to my right, and I looked over midway through that last segment, and I noticed old little restream was not getting signal. It's like a cell phone. I've I've explained this to you guys before. It's like a cell phone service. Like they they give you four bars, and for some reason, uh, the product decides to be just complete crap. So you guys know me. I'm never gonna shy away from a product that is supposed to work that you're investing in. When it doesn't work, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet at them, and I'm gonna be very eighty year old man, get off my lawn. But hey, I feel like it's valid, so. Uh, apologies if in post-production I couldn't use the video at all, and you're just staring at a graphic on YouTube and hearing my voice. So apologies there if that were to happen. Hopefully uh, we'll get that video component back up for uh, tomorrow. Okay, so Tennessee uh, had a commit yesterday in three-star defensive lineman, Nathan Robinson from Greenbrier, Tennessee, and we broke him down, and we uh, I told you kind of what makes him ticks and how you know Rodney Gardner just had to have him and he got him and hey that's good enough for me. People are like, oh, three-star defensive lineman from Greenbrier, Tennessee. What's so special about him? Why is Tennessee wanting him? And that's valid. It is what it is. Plus, he's he's new to the position. He's played linebacker in the past. I, I covered him all all about him on on yesterday's episode, so you can go check that out if you missed it. But point of the matter is Rodney Gardner had to have him. He wanted him. And if Rodney Gardner had to have him, then hey, who am I to question that, right? You know, who was any of us to question that? A guy that's put in so many guys in the NFL draft, so Um, It just is what it is at that point. But what about the rest of Tennessee's committed class? And who are some of the top targets that Tennessee is after right now? I'll tell you right now, of course, Tennessee has six commits. Nathan Robinson was that sixth commit. It starts with quarterback five-star Nico Iamaliava, who was committed to the University of Tennessee. you got four-star Ethan Davis. He is a tight end. Then you go into your three-stars, Aiden Bussell, offensive lineman from Mount Juliet, Tennessee, Nate Spillman, off or excuse me, wide receiver uh, from Lipscomb, Tennessee or Nashville. He goes to Lipscomb Academy. Uh, three-star defensive back who is a freak athlete, Jack Lutrell. And then you've got three-star that I mentioned a moment ago, and Nathan Robinson. What about some of the other guys who's kind of on that big board for Tennessee football? Who were some prospects and guys that Tennessee is involved in, and who were some names that could potentially be joining this class um, in the future? Well. I kind of broke it down position by position, and I put all these names off the top of my head, then I went back and, and checked my notes and everything and added a few more. Um, these are some names to be on the lookout for, and I understand all you guys are not recruiting people, and that's fine, but some names and, 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 and people that you know Tennessee is in on, Tennessee's after, and Tennessee could add to this class. I know a lot of you guys are curious about it. We'll start with the running back position. Well, quarterback's done. Okay, you've got your quarterback for this class, Nico Iamaliava. Tennessee doesn't need to bring in two... You know, I I'd be surprised if if you ever bring in two quarterbacks ever again in the same class. It's been done in the past. Don't get me wrong, but now with the transfer portal, there's absolutely no need for it. So, uh, Nico Iamaliava is your quarterback. You're set there at the signal caller position. At running back, uh, here's kind of the, the the big board on on players that Tennessee likes. Uh, Trevion Webb, who is a really talented running back from the state of Florida. Jeremiah Cobb is a really uh, talented all-purpose back four-star that Tennessee really enjoys. Roderick Robinson's a bigger type back from California. Tennessee uh, likes him an awful lot. And then a guy that was on campus earlier this week taking in I guess it was Monday's practice, was Sam Singleton from Fleming Island uh, down there in Florida. Uh, All those guys looked the part of being an SEC running back. And again, you don't need to bring in all four of those, but you probably want to add two, right? Um, Offensive linemen. So Tennessee already has one offensive lineman in Aiden Bustle. You always want to add four, around four offensive linemen per class. Uh, Here's the big board for offensive linemen. Okay, you've got... Lucas Simmons, who was on campus this past weekend, and Tennessee loves Lucas Simmons. He is a four-star. Uh, he is from Sweden. He's now at um, Clearwater International Academy down in Florida. He's been here for nine months. I put a story up there at VaultList.com. Actually, it might be post about the time you're hearing this. It should be coming out on Wednesday, uh, breaking down his visit. But Tennessee loves him. Uh Wilcum Formby from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yes, I understand what your your fear is there that Alabama will get him, but Tennessee's very much in welcome Formby, a four-star offensive lineman. Uh Bryce Sanders, Bryson Sanders from Baylor School in state. Tennessee likes him on the interior and uh, we'll want to see if Sanders chooses the volunteers. Uh, but some other SEC schools are involved there, and then Knoxville Catholic. Trevor Duncan. Um, Trevor Duncan is a guy that is listed as a defensive lineman, and he very well could play a little defensive lineman, but he has offensive tackle written all over. He's about six foot seven. He is athletic. He is long. He's lengthy. He's about two hundred eighty pounds. Um, he is a guy that can play offensive tackle and make a whole lot of money one day, in my opinion. So that's kind of the offensive line board that I have it right now. Tennessee loves those guys for sure. Uh, you look at wide receiver. Of course, since he already has Nate Spillman in the boat, uh, Tennessee would love to bring in the top two priority guys are Cornell Tate, Carnell Tate and Kyler Casper. You guys have heard me talk about those two before. Um, It's probably a one-or-the-other type situation. I spoke with Carnell Tate uh, when he was leaving campus on Sunday, and he had a blast. He really, really enjoyed his time here. He's been up here a couple times and likes Kelsey Pope, likes Josh Heupel, likes... All that, but you know, Ohio State's going to be in there. Notre Dame's going to be in there. Uh, that's that one's going to be tougher to to get, in my opinion. Kyler Casper a guy that loves him some Nico Iamaliava. Those two guys are close. Tate Tate's close with Nico as well. He talks to he talks to Nico too, but Kyler and Nico are very very close. And Kyler Casper from Arizona, four star, very talented wide receiver. I think of the two, I would say Casper's more realistic, but we'll have to see. But the prior, those are the two priorities. It's probably a one or the other type situation, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Noah Rogers from North Carolina is up there in the tier one, and then Justin Brown from the Mid State and Devin Hyatt, of course. Those are your wide receiver priorities on the board right now. Let's move over to defense. Ethan Davis is uh, the tight end commit already in this class, and so uh, really you don't need you don't have a need for a tight end right now in this class. Ah, uh, we'll go to defense. Here's uh, some edge presence players that Tennessee is high on. Caleb Herring, the second-ranked uh, player in the state of Tennessee for the class of 2023, brother of uh, Caleb or excuse me, brother of Elijah Herring, who it was a twenty twenty one signe twenty twenty two signee for the University of Tennessee and who is on campus right now. Uh, I think Tennessee is an excellent position there. Rico Walker. Rodney Gardner loves him some Rico Walker. Rodney Garner recruited Rico Walker's dad way back in the day. Four star talented athlete for North Carolina. He was on campus earlier this week, early or last weekend, and uh Tennessee looks to be trending pretty well there as well. Uh Derek LeBlanc, and uh, he was a guy that Tennessee wanted to make some moves with this weekend. He was on campus. that appeared that went well. Uh, that's a guy that Tennessee really, really likes. And then, Bradley Bradley's a guy that Tennessee likes as well. Just a matter of getting him on campus, uh, really, uh, in that one. You move on with some more defensive line prospects. Vic Burley's a guy that's been here a couple times. Tennessee likes Vic Burley an awful lot. Hunter Osborne, a four-star uh, interior. Well, he can play the edge, too, if needed. More of a traditional defensive end, five-technique guy. Um He is a four-star from Alabama. Tennessee likes him. And then Darren Reed is also in that conversation as well, a four-star from Florida or Georgia. So all of those guys, versatile guys. Herring is an edge player for sure. A couple of those other guys are, are edge players and can move around on the defensive side of the football. But those are your defensive linemen, per se, if you will, that Tennessee has on its big board. Moodle to linebacker. CJ Allen was up on campus this week. He's a three-star, but Tennessee loves them some CJ Allen. And CJ Allen loves him some Brian Jean Marie. Brian Jean Marie did an excellent job this past weekend and uh, you know, in, in, in talking with him and his family. So that's priority. Jeremiah T. Lander, he's been on campus a couple of times. He was on campus earlier in March and Honestly, I thought that he was close to maybe committing to Tennessee. He was feeling it that much. But I think Tennessee is in the driver's seat for Jeremiah T. Lander. And Kevon Thunderberg, a three-star from Illinois, is also on the linebacker board. And then we'll get to the defensive backs. Uh, Christian Conyer, top-ranked, top-priority quarter- cornerback on this board. Uh, it's going to come down between Tennessee and Kentucky. I think Tennessee is still sitting in the driver's seats. Uh, he is from Bowling Green, Kentucky, four star, very talented player. Uh, Zabari Sandy, who was on campus earlier on Monday taking in practice, Tennessee likes them. Some Zabari Sandy, four star safety from Washington, D.C. He is a priority. Uh, Brandon Strozier is a guy that has shot up the charts and uh, it's trending. I, I think Tennessee is still sitting well. I don't know if they're still the leader, uh, but Tennessee was the leader for sure um clemson might uh be be the leader right now but tennessee is very much in it for brandon schrozier sylvester smith i think tennessee's in good shape there four-star safety from alabama and tennessee also i believe is the leader for zach Myers, a uh, four-star four-star athlete safety from north carolina so again I know a lot of you guys aren't recruiting guys or gals, and that's fine, but a lot of you guys have been asking me, what's the big board look like? Who are some other prospects Tennessee are on that can add to this class before it's all said and done? That, that is my big board, and uh, I think that's, a, that's very close to Tennessee's big board as well i've got a couple of notes here in segment number three i want to throw it your way including a really nice uh, stat line the university of tennessee set out or sent out earlier this week I want you to hear it very very impressive stuff but before that i want to remind you guys about rock auto with all these ever-increasing numbers and makes and models it's now impossible for you or your local chain of auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders their parts from their computer, choosing only the brands that their wa- their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers. You have access to RockAuto.com in your home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using RockAuto.com. RockAuto is a family-owned business serving the do-it-your-do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are always so reliably low, they've got everything you possibly need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor rolls, even some new carpets. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and your truck. Right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit my friends at rockauto.com. Just a couple minutes left here on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Vols. I know I kind of got off there talking a lot of recruiting, and uh, we might be a little behind schedule right now, but that is okay. Uh, This is Locked On Vols, your first listen. Can't thank you enough for hanging out with me and – Uh, checking out the show each and every day. All right, so Tennessee sent this out. I'm sure you saw it all over social media. It was circulating there a couple days ago. I meant to put this in yesterday's show, but I forgot all about it, to be honest with you. Uh, Tennessee sent this out via the athletics department, and it's a really, really unique stat. So Tennessee baseball is the unanimous number one team across the board right now. And since that has become a thing <clears throat> Excuse me, the Tennessee Athletics Department has accomplished a very, very rare feat. Tennessee now stands along future Southeastern Conference member Texas as the only Division I schools ever to own the number one national ranking in each of the following sports: football, women's basketball, men's basketball, softball, and baseball. Those are the the, the big sports on campus. Sure. Football puts the you know pays the bills for everybody else, right? Men's basketball is right behind it. Women's basketball, softball, and baseball. Those are those are the big ones, okay? The volunteers have ascended to number one nationally in the major college football polls during four different seasons in women's basketball a sport in which Lady Vols claimed eight national championships. Tennessee has spent parts of 17 different seasons, ranked number one in the country. Men's basketball meanwhile has twice stood atop the national polls, most recently for a four-week span during the 2018-2019 season. Of course, we remember that. Uh, Tennessee softball has spent parts of two seasons, 07 and 2014, ranked number one as well. And each of the five sports have risen to the top of the national rankings within the last 24 years, with three claiming the number one spot, dear during the last decade. So pre- pretty unique stat there when you think about it. Men's basketball, women's basketball, football, baseball, and softball. Tennessee's only one of two division one programs ever to be ranked number one in each of those five sports for a period of time. That is very, very impressive. Tennessee and Texas further Furthermore, saying, hey, who's the real UT, right? Um, And I'm sure everybody listening right now would say the University of Tennessee. All right, moving on. We uh, had a late submission for Twitter Tuesday yesterday that I forgot to get to. Uh, So raw underscore vols. Appreciate you for checking out the show, man. And uh, you chimed in. Uh, Do you think that uh, we will see James Pierce play as a true freshman? Same question for Kayla Webb and Tyree West. Uh, yeah, I think those guys are, are players, right? Caleb Webb might be more of a developmental guy. Um, I mean, they all are. Don't get me wrong. They all are. Caleb Webb is a guy that I think has such a bright, bright future in this offense. I don't think he's ready right now, but it might not be long before he is ready. Maybe he doesn't start the season off by seeing a lot of the field. Maybe as the season goes on, he does. I mean, Tennessee... Found their three receivers midway through the year, or really about a third of the way through the year, and then stuck with those three, and then Jalen Hot rotated in a little bit. You didn't see another receiver really at all unless, you know, Velas got hurt. You saw Walker Merrill go in there during Ole Miss. Of course, Javante Payton got hurt. You saw Romel Keaton play a little bit towards the end of the season. But after that Florida game, they were pretty much setting their three guys. So... If Caleb Wood doesn't crack that initial starting rotation, it might not it might take him a little while, but I think he's long, lengthy, explosive on the outside. He's everything Tennessee wants and is looking for in an outside receiver. So I don't know about how much he'll play as a true freshman, but I think he's gonna be a good one. Uh James Pierce, pass rusher, raw, developmental guy, but Tennessee, Tennessee ain't got many Leos, right? You've got you got Byron Young, you got Roman Harrison, and then you're gonna get a lot of James Pierce and Joshua Joseph's this year. I promise you. Um, they'll have to refine their skills, but quickness, strength. Um, James Pierce was a big, big, big signing day get for Tennessee, and I expect you'll see some of him at least uh, a little bit on that defense. And then uh, finally, Tyree West, the biggest signing day get for Tennessee, and uh, Josh Heupel, he has had a really, really good spring. He will be the backup to – Byron Young in that five technique, that more traditional defensive end type role. Um, he's a guy. He is. He made some plays the other day. He made a sack. He jumped up and and tipped a uh, passing line of scrimmage that led to an interception and then led to a pick six. Um, he's a player. Uh, he has impressed me for sure. So I do believe as you see him continue uh, to benefit from being in a strength and conditioning program as he continues to refine his skills and learn at the college level, I do believe you'll see a whole lot of Tyree West. Uh, appreciate you chiming in, man, and uh, sorry I didn't get to it on Twitter Tuesday's episode. But anytime you guys have any questions, either I'll answer them on another episode that week, or I will uh, bookmark them and hold them, uh, hold on to them for next week's Twitter Tuesday. Uh, that'll do it, guys. Appreciate you tuning in for another episode of Locked On Balls. Hope it was entertaining, and I uh, hope you come back for more later on in the week. Now that you checked out Locked On Balls, check out Locked On NFL Mock Draft. Uh, The guys bring the front office to life every single day. They evaluate prospects. The uh, NFL Draft is just a couple weeks away. Check out Locked On NFL Draft right after Locked On Balls, which is your first listen. Guys, I appreciate it. We'll get some guests on to end the show. And uh, until then, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everybody.